Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And Scott, it sounds like you got a lot of company. <laughs> yep, walking the dogs. Yep. Well, they need their time, too. Uh, as it turns out, our smoke alarms, I guess, were, were going off very early in the morning, so our dog was, was not happy about it. Yeah, Thankfully, there wasn't anything on it. Just What was that? I saw your wife say that. Yeah, our, I love Harley. Our, we have a we are blessed with a very good dog, but man, she is a coward. Yeah. <laughs> like it, everything, it's it's hilarious. Um, so yeah, she she was not happy. Well, none of us were happy about the smoke alarm going off. Thankfully, it wasn't anything serious. It was just you know it caught a whiff of whatever. So well, but it's low batteries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, it I guess it's better. It's one of those things. This is the the least of the two options, you know, like th- th- right. you'd rather this than the alternative. So, yeah, at least we know they're working. But anyway, yeah. uh, home safety aside, <laughs> we'll get back on topic. So I don't have a actual visual for this one because this was released actually, again, as per the norm, barely before we started. So uh, we actually had an announcement from past times about PAX Unplugged and We've gotten some additional details specifically about the last chance qualifiers. So did anything jump out to you, Scott? I mean, there isn't a whole lot of meat on these bones, but I wanted to bring it up since it's, you know, kind of the big deal. Not that I didn't know already that it was like, you know, starting every hour or whatever, but right. you you looked into it more carefully than I did because, I don't know, like yeah. I guess you just had more time. <laughs> yeah, well, I was I was poking around in it just to see exactly what they were, you know, what the details were. Was there anything new or that I was honestly more looking to see were there other things going on besides the last chance qualifiers that would be of interest that we would bring up on the show. Uh, the one caveat or detail rather that Scott is referring to is pretty much all of the qualifiers are single elimination. So you go 4-0. You get your invite, you get your points, you get your prize tickets, blah, blah, blah. If you don't get that far, then you do get something if you are 10 to 11 match points in those single limb events. But notably, there is one Swiss event in the early, at 6.30, whether you want to call that evening or night or whatever. Um, it All the other ones are single limbs, so it's jumped out to me that this one happened to be Swiss. It's the quote-unquote mega Swiss last chance qualifier. I'm not entirely sure what makes it mega because it seems as though everything is basically identical to the single limb ones. So you're getting prize tickets at 10 to 11 match points, and if you hit 12, you end up getting your cue and the blaster versus sound wave, but... I'm not sure exactly what's different about it, and that's why it kind of stood out to me. Other guess, than the pro- the price yeah. is higher; it's ten dollars higher. So I guess that's to pay for or pay into the blaster versus sound wave because I'm skimming it real quick, and it doesn't look like you get one for the single limb ones. And again, I'm sure all of this is subject to change. It just went up a couple hours ago, so it doesn't surprise me, right? Uh, nothing really outside of that to me stood out as abnormal. It's kind of what we expected. I'm really looking forward to it. I know you were uh, poking fun at a question of whether those of us that are qualified would be able to play in them. Uh, I mean, 
I'll be honest, if I'm on site, I'm going to want to play. So I'm going to, I'm very interested to see if that ends up being the case. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can get prize tickets, I mean, a prize ticket is essentially equal to a pack. So, I mean, like you're talking about winning, like they're win a box events, basically pick up win a box events. So exactly. Given the, the pass downs from before and how all that worked, I don't know if that, there's no indication that that's going to be the case here. Uh, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I'm very curious because, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm going to be there. I plan to be there all all the days and uh, all day long if I can help it. And I would like to play more Transformers. So hopefully, we'll, if worse comes to worse, there's plenty of other stuff going on too. So Yeah, I think they might add things too because I remember oh, there was sure. an interview with Drew, Drew mm-hmm. like earlier today I was listening to that said that they were still working out some of the schedule kinks and it sounded like it was relatively recorded only like a day or two ago. So I'm surprised that like they had this much information, but I wouldn't be surprised if they added things as well. Oh yeah. That, that seems to not be out of the realm of possibility. I did. I'd expect that we're going to get something along those lines since Drew was doing the gunslinging, I guess <laughs> when he was in London, I would not be surprised that something similar happens now at the time of the invitational, it's, we're already going to have the next wave. Maybe they could be previewing whatever the wave 4.1 piece is, as in, you know, the the Metroplex, the Devastator set for it, assuming it doesn't drop on us really, <laughs> surprisingly the night before or something. Uh, I'd be curious. I'm sure something like that will exist at least. Yeah, I agree. So uh, – Moving from there, because like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of meat on those bones, but we'll, we're going to dive into <clears throat> excuse me, some of the bigger news, or what I assume everybody was tuning in for, and that's the most recent set of spoilers. Now, we lucked out a bit in that it isn't the, uh, the fire hose approach in this case. It's more of a, a manageable chug for the quantity, at least, of spoilers. So, yeah, it seemed to be you know, typical... Typical content creators, or a few, a few uh, Twitter influencers, but yeah, a few a official, official ones. A couple of now, official articles. But. I, speaking of official ones, as we found out during our uh, our last recording, they've been kind of sneaking in a few spoilers here and there, just quietly into the photo albums. But thankfully, the community as a whole has very much been on top of that and uh, sniffing those out. So. They haven't gone unnoticed for very long, but it is of note that it's not strictly going to be big, you know, ceremonial announcements. There are some sneaky ones getting in there. Yeah. Uh, so let's dive into it. We're going to take the battle cards from the top this time. It's a, a little more alphabetical than it was the last time for a number of reasons. But our first one up is energy transfer. So the short version is it's an orange callus leadership, but there's couple other details so it's an action that when you play it move any number of damage counters from one of your characters to one of your other characters but not enough to ko it so it has the elite one clause is is this lighting your fire scott i mean i don't know i misread it or didn't misread it i just kind of missed the last piece when i first saw this card and said oh it's an orange way to off my battle master and that's not actually the case. Yeah, that would be too good because you would just like transfer like 15 damage from 
like your guy that's damaged to like some random idiot. So like, exactly, I when I read that, I immediately followed it up by reading the card again because I said, "There's no way this is accurate." <laughs> right. So I mean, but I mean, given the given the increased hit points from the last from this set and the, and the set before, I still think you're going to be able to transfer a decent amount of damage from somebody that's damaged to um, either somebody that isn't or even if they already are. Um, no, this this card is very good. I mean, you can set up a lot of really good situations with this card. Um, it does not have the leader clause. It does not have the Decepticon clause. It right. does not have any restrictions other than being orange. And you can't over damage, but you technically can like do all five with a guy with one remaining hit point with Callous Leadership, for example. Yes. Um, but I don't see that as that big of a deal. And like you said, it does not fuel the Battlemaster play. Um, which is probably a good thing, I guess. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, I, uh, clearly they thought about that interaction, but I think it is healthier this way. Yeah, again, like you can't just over-damage somebody with a card like this either. So, I mean, mm. um, if you're not going to put a number clause on it like how his leadership has, I think you just have to say that you can't do more damage. So Absolutely. Um, Obviously, this is insane with Scrapnel. Like, I think Insecticons clearly want this card. Um, I think any, I don't know, really anybody, there's no reason, I, I can't see a lot of decks not playing this card, to be honest with you. I, I just think it's that powerful an effect, assuming that, like, you have other characters that actually can take hits and not take a lot of damage. I, I can't, like, even if you have, like, one main character and two minor ones like i still think you transfer the damage around so that mm. your, your team overall just stays alive like like if you're playing a blue deck i just feel like it's so hard sometimes with like a very very heavy blue deck i'm thinking more about like the wave two wave one type styles like mm. which i see like have gained a lot of power in this set like i just feel like damage is gonna be so hard to deal that like if you then just transfer it all from or a decent chunk of it from like whoever they're actually trying to kill to somebody else. I just mm -hmm. feel like that's going to set up a really difficult scenario for your opponent to deal with. Yeah, I I can see or foresee a number of matchups where this is going to break someone's back, and it just it's weird that something like this would be the killing blow, but in reality, this is what would close the game out in specific matchups. Uh. I one other thing that I'd call out that you didn't mention and you may have already been thinking of but I depending on how many more safeguard characters we get or how valuable that is this is another thing that assists it because while it isn't directly healing the damage off of them they're going to safeguard something to 3 okay I'll get 3 damage and now their force field is active again um, Yeah that's true that's true I Right now, I'm not super enthusiastic about all of the characters with Safeguard, but it's something to keep in mind because we still have, like we were talking about last time, all a decent chunk of characters and battle cards to go. Yeah, just to, to note for that, I mean, there's definitely a couple that I like, and then the way I see it is like that ability is just basically tacked on to a lot of alt modes that like right. basically just say this character gets to survive longer than you expected them by at least a turn, so... I, I I don't think that you need to go like all in on healing the damage off and all. The oh God, we're losing you, Scott. 
We're losing I'm you. Here. Oh God. <laughs> I guess it's a, yeah, I can hear you. It's just, you started turning into uh, a Cybertronian for a few minutes. Sorry. No, it's all right. You still sound a little off, but it sounded like you were explaining the safeguard scenario a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, there's the heel three card, for example. So mm. that's really good with safeguard three or that's the only kind of safeguard we've seen. So, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, that's a good. That's a that is a good use of this, and I think those decks typically are going to want to be orange. Right. So I think that's it fits right in. But I just see this card as being extremely powerful. I think this really really hurts decks like Aerial Bots, for example. Yeah. Who who want to like concentrate all their efforts on one character, and then you basically just stop that from happening. Yeah, so. exactly. Those decks that happen to <sighs> the overkill scenarios become, I guess, less of a problem or present a problem, I guess, would be the better way to phrase it for this type of card, simply because, you know, if you're doing a billion, you're either not going to give them the opportunity or they won't be able to shift enough damage for it to matter as compared to, like you said, aerial bots, where you have to be very conscious of where you're placing your damage or you're not going to get there. Yeah, and I, I think there were other decks that I had in mind of making, and I think this card just may, might make them really difficult to play. Mm. If if people run it as much as I expect. Yeah. So it's definitely something to keep in mind going forward. The effect is, I mean, Callus has seen a lot of play. I was hoping that it would revitalize, I guess, Decepticon control decks more so than it, than I think it has. I think there are other cards that have helped prop them up and clearly Callus is being used, but I don't know if it's my own expectations going in. I'm curious to see if this ends up supplanting it or whether, you know, how much more of an impact this has. Yeah, I'm curious. This is not the only card I've seen in this set that is like a sister to another card from last set that I that I can't fathom. Like, um, like they're coming out with like a different version already. I I think I might know what one you're talking about, but I don't. If it's the one that I'm we're going to get to later. I don't know if it's quite as impactful <laughs> as this one might be. No, it's just, it's just interesting that like, uh, you like, like, I mean, if, I guess if they were in the same set, you'd just be like, these are just mirror images of each other, but you know, right. I guess them being a set removed helps that a little bit. But. To some extent. Yeah. The, uh, the cycles, I mean, it's tough to call it a cycle when it's two factions or two cards or something like that. Uh, it, it's interesting to see which ones get split versus which ones remain in the same set, just from an yeah. outside of the game perspective. But yeah. <clears throat> anything else for energy transfer? No, it's really good. Um, I think it'll see a lot of play. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. So this one, the next one up is a little more narrow, but I can certainly see uses for it. And that's Medic's Protective Shield. So it's a white pip armor that when you put this on a character, you repair one damage from it and it grants Safeguard 3. Now, it's also an Autobot card, which is interesting. Again, speaking about cycles, I don't know what the counterpart for this is in, in the set on the purple team side. Maybe we haven't seen it yet, but it it's interesting that it's a specifically Autobot-stamped card, just in general, because I, I can't think of any Autobot card that specifically would care about this being an Autobot card. No, it's a safeguard as an Autobot ability. I guess. I mean, it it is, but at the same time, I don't see any reason why a Decepticon couldn't have it. But I get what you're saying. 
No, I hear you. Um, but what do you think about this card from a playability perspective? Is this something that actually you want to sleeve up or no? Only with Ramhorn. Yeah, that <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah, I mean, that's really the only use I can see for it. Um, I don't think, like, we've talked about it before, but, like, I just, I don't think healing one matters at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, are you going to be in a situation where your opponent's playing arm hovercraft to, to counteract your safeguard and then you get it back somehow? Like, is that what we're at? Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I anticipate if you have safeguard three, you're taking the three. So, yeah, the, the heal is not going to matter. But obviously on Ramhorn, it being an extra force field is is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, because he's typically undamaged. So, I mean, like, exactly. they're not going to be... They're not going to... I don't know, like, I mean, how many times has Ramhorn been one-shot standage? Like, that just doesn't happen. Not when he doesn't because... already have six damage on him, <laughs> let me tell you. Right. <laughs> so, like, I can't see, like... I... I even if they were making the quote intelligent play to work around this card, I still don't think it's a good play because that's what you yeah. just play force field and then he won't die either. So, right. Or they don't have it. And now you've sunk a card and your attack to kill him, And you probably weren't happy about that either. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you're definitely good there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like, it's also good, like to move around a little bit, like a quartermaster type trick or like a, Ram yeah, flip trick or something. I mean, that's a good point. You could ramhorn this out, move it to someone else, give them safeguard three. Um, obviously, and heal them for, and heal them for one. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm assuming they were undamaged to begin with, because otherwise, that heal one's probably not going to matter. But yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, other than that, I'm not sure. I mean, I again, I'm very curious what the Decepticon counterpart to this card will be. Uh, if we go by the keywords, we can assume it's going to have revenge or something revenge. on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why, but my brain immediately jumped to, oh, we're, I hope we get a Decepticon shockwave sort of thing where, you know, you could play Autobot cards off the top or in some other fashion. I'm not sure why my brain went there because this really has no indication of that, but something struck me about it when I first saw this. Yeah, that's fair. Other than that, I mean, I guess, are you excited about this thing for limited, Scott? Uh, probably not. I don't, I wouldn't think so just because I anticipate and having not played any limit, I assume the games are just going to drag out because clearly everything's not as linear and defined. So this card will yeah, be dead pretty, free, pretty frequently. I don't think safeguard is as good and limited as it is in constructed. So, I would agree. Um, and even if it was, what are the odds that you're going to activate it with this? Yeah, so. exactly. Um, anyway, anything else for Medic's Protective Shield? We'll move on from there. No, sure cool. So our next one up is the newest iteration of Ready for Action, and that's New Orders. It's a black pip, and it's untapped one of your characters that has six stars or fewer. So this is actually on, I think it's Mudslinger from Siege 1. Obviously, all of the Micromasters, their abilities correspond to a card, and some of the cards we just hadn't seen at that time. So it's his is pitch a black pip card to untap something. And here it is. Are you playing this over ready for action, Scott? Is it blank or black? Black. So, yes to both. 
<laughs> I, I don't know why you would ever. Play, I don't know why you would ever play this over Ready for Action. I I mean I guess in something that requires black pips. That's all I got. <laughs> I like if you really wanted to up your black pip count, but given everything we discussed last week with the mercenaries and a number of other cards, if that's really the route you want to go, I think you have a few other options before you're reaching for this card. Yeah, I just, even in like a Micromaster team deck, you're still going to have stars left over to put into another character, and that character's, I mean, if you just do the math, it should be seven stars, so mm-hmm. can't even use this card, so like, I would again just be back to using Refraction as universal to yeah. on any of my characters, so. I mean, now that we have more, and we'll get to them later, we have more desirable six-star Battlemasters, I guess hypothetically, you can make that argument, you know, you get your free star for random star card, whatever that happens to be, and then you run these. But again, it's, as I was making a joke earlier, it's a black pip, but it's kind of blank anyway for the most part. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody really cares about this thing. Limited. Even then, I mean, yes, it it clearly will be live if you're put, you know, like you know you're putting it in. You have a sit, but I don't know. Yeah, if you don't have an option of another on tap effect, I mean, like you want one. Yeah. So, like, you would play it there. I think. So. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add for this one. I, I, it seems nope. pretty, pretty much right there pretty, on the surface. Pretty innocuous, yeah. So our next one up might be a little more interesting, and that is what you kind of uh, jokingly call Pocket Protector when we first saw it. (laughs) Uh, So Pocket Processor is a green pip utility that at the start of your turn, draw a card. Obviously, we've seen this before. It's a quote-unquote reprint of Databank, except instead of white pip, you're getting green pips, but... That does make it significantly more interesting for a number of reasons. Or do you feel differently, Scott? You don't care that this thing's green. I mean, I care because I can just run one of them in my deck mm. and not three of them in my deck if I really want this effect. I just don't know how important this effect is. I would... I would. So my initial inclination is to disagree with you. The reason I say that on the quantity part. The reason mm. I say that is, say you only run one. Do you care about playing this on like turn five? No, but the math will support that you'll get it much easier, much earlier than that. I don't want to be running two blanks if I don't have to. I don't think it's that good. Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna if I if you if you feel you need to run more than one, then you don't want to run this card. You would just run databank, in my opinion. See the, I get where you're going with it. My, yeah, it's blank, so it it makes the deck building process complicated simply because you're right it is blank for combat purposes but i mean you're running a a 40 card deck i don't you should see it by what like somewhere around the wheel turn uh we're like not counting playing bold and tough and all that i mean if you're if you're going to that extent i don't i the the homes that i'm picturing for this thing i I'm trying to visualize exactly the deck that wants it while simultaneously not having to go to great lengths to try and find it. And there are a couple things I have in mind, but I don't know. I 
I feel like a single copy is not going to show up early enough that you're going to draw enough cards to justify this. I mean, I don't think you're going to draw enough cards to justify this, period. I don't think it's very good. So, well, But I mean, I don't think databags very good either. So, Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I always want to like databank. Like I like the card, but and obviously therefore I'm interested in this one, but I agree with you that most of the time that's why I was where I was going with it if you don't see it early enough. Basically, I want to play this as one of my first few upgrades or it's not going to do anything. <laughs> or virtually nothing. Yeah, see so the decks that I think would that want these types of effects like you, the only option, the only turn you really have to play it is like the first turn where only you can play a card going second or yeah right away. Like I just feel like it's just not impactful enough, and like all you're really doing is like, I mean, you can just play like I know it's off color or whatever, but like a pep talk gets you further there. I know it's an upgrade versus an action type situation. But yes. Like, I, I don't really like these types of cards because again, like you said, like the decks that want them need them early and if you don't get them early like i mean i've lost game i've beaten people where they have like three of them out like it doesn't really matter well you are that's a function of the way that this game flows that there's a bottleneck in how much you can play each turn so yeah you have a million cards assuming that that even happens you have the combo this is a combo card I mean, sort of. The problem is, is it's it's a drip feed, just like databank. So it's not, it's not like a combo card. And that oh well, I draw fifteen cards like an insane equipment enthusiast. So that that way, I know I have everything. This is like you said, if you don't hit it on that going second turn one, you're probably in a rough spot. Yeah, but this is a this is something you could like in a combo deck. You could you could get and then play equipment enthusiast. Like, I think you want to do all that. Possibly, yeah. Um, that way you could have it either way. If you get it early, great. If you don't, then yes, you can fish, uh, fish it out. Yeah, I think it's a combo-enabling card only in like regular play. Otherwise, you might benefit it as a one-of and then hope you get it at a time where like you don't have anything else to do, so you just play this. But I think it's <clears throat> the excitement I've seen over this card seems overrated to me. Yeah, I... I kind of agree with you. It's just one of those where the the scenarios that it's going to excel are very very narrow. I think. Yeah. So it it's something to be aware of, but I don't know if I'm over the moon over it. I'm definitely it's definitely interesting, but I'm not super excited to start building pocket protector decks. Yes, it's an effect <laughs> from other games that seems powerful given the nature of how other games work. Right. Definitely. Uh, so any other thoughts on here? Nope. Then we'll move on to showing off. So showing off is a blank pip action. Flip one of your characters to another mode, then flip it to another mode. So we got a universal UFO. Uh, well, it's less stringent than UFO. You don't have to be in either one of the modes to begin with. But right. Yeah. Yes. Um... It's like a double, it's double rapid conversion with no pips on it. Like, I don't understand, like, when mm. you're going to want this. I, I know that there, I know the situations that are going to want this, but, like, uh, I don't know, I don't know why, well, like, okay, so most of the situations I can envision that want this card really 
are fine just escape routing or rapid conversioning. Like, you're just basically saving yourself half a turn. And I don't know that there are flips that are impactful enough that matter. Like, the ones that come to mind involve, like, Wave 3 Megatron that people have mentioned and, like, a little bit of the new Megatron that people have mentioned. But otherwise, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of them are basically just going to get you back to status quo with this card or... Like Shockwave is another example where you would just play UFO. So, well, that's just not in that scenario. It would be do you want five to six UFOs? No, you don't. Well, in the tradition, in the Shockwave you're talking about, which for anybody who's unsure, I'm a, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the most recent iteration of Shockwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, where the counterpoint I was going to bring up is actually Wave One Shockwave or other combo-y things like Cosmos, which we joked about when we first saw UFO. Uh, Now you have a little bit more redundancy in those effects, and they can be pretty important for those sort of bizarre builds. I don't know if that's really enough to make them a thing. (laughs) Let's be real. I'm not saying that Cosmos is suddenly going to take over the meta, but now you have six UFOs to make Cosmos more consistently live on the turn he's trying to get in sort of thing. I just think it's funny that two, like three out of the five examples of bots we can think of to use this already can use UFO. Well, (laughs) yeah. Well, it kind of makes sense because given the way UFO, you know, the fact that UFO exists is, you know, this, a lot of the spaceship related, well, not even a lot. It's really shockwave and cosmos because the other spaceships don't, really care too much i mean you could alpha trion who's a spaceship and ufo but okay and the same sort of thing with showing off um but you're right there is a very a very limited band of bots that actually care about this um and the ones the the bumblebees or or megatrons wave two i'm talking about or other cards that let you play free cards it's kind of why didn't you just play that card exactly that's the problem or like something to let you get something back from the scrap pile like you don't have the action phase anymore to now be able to play that ability like mm-hmm. i guess if you could play an upgrade yeah so the wave one megatron i guess or, or um what's his name trigger happy or, or something like that so that you can get him back like fetch your thing go get it slam it on him and then get in yeah i mean that seems okay. I kind of expect, like I said, that this will be more for everybody out there who loves Cosmos. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> uh, I don't, I, they do have a triple changer on the art and obviously the way it's worded allows you to dance from mode to mode. But the only one we've seen so far that cares about doing that is Octane, I believe. Sort of. Like, it's really not that impactful. Like, the, the flip to the mode effect. It's more of like, a lot of the triple changers are like, I want to be in this mode. There's not a right. flip to that mode ability that you care about. Exactly. That's why Octane is the only one I can think of, because then it's get into the appropriate ping mode and then get out of it so that I can get into back into bounty mode or something like that, I, I guess. Yeah, again, like most of these situations can just be done with your flip for the turn and a escape route rapid conversion effect. That's the problem. Right. And you don't lose... You don't have blanks, so... 
Yeah, or at least you're freeing up your blanks to be something more impactful than simply getting you half a turn. Yeah, and even for a lot of these other examples, I just feel like there are other blank cards you can play to simulate that effect too, and are, I don't know, always live, like, you know, like the, the Wave 3 Megatron, like, I mean... You have to have three weapons to make it better than just a plasma burst. Like that's the you know. That's yeah, the that's thing. it's more effort than you might think. Yeah, for a blank that basically has to sit in your hand until until a time when things are mm-hmm. all set up and good to go. So right. Yeah, it's. I think it's cute. I think there's. It's obviously another one to go add to the pile of let's keep it in mind because maybe there's a triple changer waiting out there that we haven't seen, which will care or another, you know, the cosmos shockwave thing where it's, yes, I want to get into that mode temporarily and get out of it. But there are a few that are game breaking enough. Obviously there's a, basically every character has, or almost every character has a get into alt mode, do something cool. And then you'd rather attack in the other mode, but I don't think that's enough to justify it at this stage. Yeah. Agreed. So I guess we can call it for showing off there. Uh, So the next one up is Special Delivery, which I think is the card that Drew has been alluding to for a while as the other half of Frag Toss. Uh, So in Frag Toss, it's um, run amok flinging a grenade. And then in this one, it's two, looks like two Autobot Micromasters throwing a grenade. So I don't know if it if the story is supposed to be one of them threw it and the other one threw it back or what the story is there. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going out on a limb. We'll if <laughs> if any of the Watsi people listen to this, maybe they'll uh, they'll let us in on the story. But uh, so anyway, as to the actual card, this is the one I was saying earlier. I thought you were referring to this as a wave siege wave one, and then now we have this. So it's a black pip flank. <laughs> move one damage counter from one of your characters to an enemy. We've already seen this effect as a blank pip and, you know, the general idea on a number of other cards, but it still feels like it's not quite there for what you could be doing alternatively. Well, there's a Micromaster that has this ability also. Like, we're in the same situation same thing, as, yeah. the, as the untapped thing. Like, yep. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, are they just going to keep making fling with different colors until it becomes playable? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, fling on an orange card might be decent. People play zap. Right. I mean, uh, I think this is still worse than zap. That's that's my whole point. Yes, I would agree. Uh, I'm not super excited about this for constructed. I guess in limited, it would, it's probably going to be fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you would play a fling type effect in limited. It, I mean, obviously, it's all going to... It's starting to get into that range of, okay, these are the, you know, my definitely playables, my mostly playables. It's starting to creep into, okay, if I have to play them, and then as opposed to complete garbage that you wouldn't want to play to begin with. Yeah, uh, agreed. Like, you have to cut, you have to play some bad cards, and this is, this is one of them. Absolutely, so. yeah. I'm, I'm going to move on from there. I don't think there's really much else to, to say about that one. Nope. Uh so this was actually a recent reveal from today, I believe, to close out our battle cards. Uh, so it's War of Attrition. It's a blue pip and a green pip. 
Your opponent chooses one of their characters and does one damage to it. If this is the third War of Attrition you played this turn, repair three damage from one of your characters. And then, of course, it has the line, you may play another War of Attrition. So it's the next in the series of all the collect cards like uh, Focus Fire, Sonic Scramble, other ones that I'm forgetting, like the upgrades, um, Tactrone and Extra Padding. It's Burn, Scott, so you have to love this card, right? Like, this is your favorite card so far? No. I know. Indirect Burn. Indirect Burn. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that it has a blue pip on it, and obviously being green, you can you can fetch the burn, but I don't know. Without playing three of them, I don't know if this card is... You know, we've seen a lot of blue zaps. A blue zap that you can't even target isn't exactly going to set the world on fire, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. It, it's notably a green card, so, of course, there's going to be an opportunity there. We're going to talk about a card in a little while that maybe cares about it. I'm, And when I say maybe, that's really stretching it, because I don't think it cares, but there is the potential there. Um, is there anything that, that you foresee this might show up in, Scott? Like, is there any way that you picture this is actually going to make it, or is this something that's immediately going to go in a box and never see the light of day? I just can't imagine. I mean, you basically have to get to a late game where it becomes a deal three, deal three, instead of, like, deal one. Instead of basically, like, even at best, it's going to be, like, strafing run, deal three. And I'm not even sure that's good enough for three cards. Well, you could, I guess, in the scenario you're painting, if it ended up, you know, it's your big character, their big character in some right. blue versus right. blue attrition match. And then it becomes, <laughs> I guess, a sort of reverse one shall stand. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's asking a lot. And you probably would have, whatever card would have been in that slot or those three slots could have been doing something a lot more important earlier than whatever the hell you're doing now. Yeah, it's my extra padding argument. Right. You're giving up three cards to get the equivalent of one. So Right. No, I'm yeah. agreeing with you there. I um I wish I could come at it from a different angle, but I'm not super excited about this one, unfortunately. Nope. So we'll move on from the battle cards and dive into the bots. So Wow, we might only have one episode this time. Yeah, I was about to God damn it! <laughs> he stole it from me. No, it's uh you're right. I think we might be able to get through this one. Um so anyway. Our first bot up is Raider Blackjack. So this is the next in the line of the quote-unquote lords for the various patrols. So he's a he's the leader of the sports car patrol. Obviously, he's a car, as you'd imagine. Melee, five stars. Uh, he has stealth wall on tap. That goes for all of these. 380 in alt mode. And when one of your sports car patrols becomes untapped, repair one damage from it. In bot mode, he's a leader, sports car patrol, melee, 381, and he has what is now becoming the regular thing for them. He has plus one attack and plus one defense for each sports car patrol in your KO area. I wasn't honestly really excited about a lot of the leaders, but they're growing on me, Scott. Did, do you like these guys or no? I mean, we talked pre-show about not getting into that them as a deck. Yeah, like, like how are they? So like, um, 
like I do like some of the concepts from a micromaster deck perspective. Um, mm. I think this one is though is intentionally weak because of how much car synergy there is out there right now. Yeah, the, the uh, untapping like four and five health or six health guys right, is right. like okay, you heal one, you you have five health. Let's let's not get wild. <laughs> right, like I, I just don't. I just can't fathom the the uh, the healing that you're ever going to do with this guy. No, I think it's just a matter of them. And like Scott was saying, it, a lot of the the lords, it goes without saying like, okay, well, you're going to play the other guy. So a lot of it, we didn't want to beat a dead horse or, or beat up the obvious for, you know, okay, you play the other sports, sports car patrol guys with this one. Um, I'm not as enthused by him, but in general with the concept, I do like this idea it was i think the 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 watsy team what do they call the signpost cards or something like that where it's like here's your deck you know like if you if you're a newer player you don't have to worry about necessarily diving in it's just like oh well obviously i play with the other guys so i appreciate on that end but also i do like how some of them are mapping out as decks yeah, I would specifically say the other ones we've seen right. aren't, the, Maybe. aren't this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not. <laughs> I was trying to cut him a break because, yeah. yeah, he's. um. I do like that it's Blackjack and we finally showed up. I was half expecting him to show up because uh, the Combiner Wars tour, tour line, toy line had him as a sixth member for the Stunticons. Mm. Uh, so they these were the legends, like the tiniest size class, and he was basically a chest plate. But. The way the lore, I know this is sidetrack, but the uh, the lore for them is that the way the po- personalities like melded went because they added Blackjack in, it modified how Menasaur's personality manifested. So instead of him being a raging lunatic, Blackjack was supposed to be like much more regimented. So he was more, it was easier to give him orders kind of thing. Hmm. So it, I mean, every iteration of the, the Transformers lore is made up, maybe not every, but a lot of them have made up their own rules about how combiners work. So it was just a cool concept. And like I said, I was waiting for Blackjack to show up. Here he is. Finally. Thank God. So we'll move on from Blackjack <laughs> to uh, to Raider Needler, who is the Decepticon version of Vanguard, but not, maybe not so much. So uh, he's a melee battlemaster, 3101. Enemy characters can't be repaired. He's seven stars. And he becomes the Steelbite Incisor Mask. He gives plus two armor and pierce two. And that's it. Yep. Yes. Seven stars, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I. Man, I kind of assumed when I saw this, because I didn't see the star count initially, that he was five stars. Because it's like, oh, well, he's just going to be a mirror of Vanguard. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, Vanguard's better. But I guess if you had a Decepticon, you know, you wanted to stay all Decepticons. The fact that he's seven stars makes this, it makes it tough. Yeah, the problem is I can't see this card ever seeing play outside of sideboards. And I can't see that you ever are going to have seven stars available to like switch your team around to play this guy 
that he's going right. to be that impactful, at least the way it stands right now. Um, I can only see that, like, if there's some, you know, repair-based deck. But I, I think it's too niche to have, like, such a silver bullet like this when you can only play one sideboard. Right. They're like, I, I just don't see the place that this character is ever going to have, considering Vanguard gives you two armor, or there's mm. there's at least one other armor in the set that can give you two armor, or the rock, paper, scissors armor can give you two armor under the right situation. Like, I just... This just isn't impactful enough. Like, I, I don't I don't think the Pierce 2 matters. Well, you look at the, the Vanguard one, and it's just... That, those are a lot more powerful things than this. I'm... Unless there's, and again, we still have a lot of set to go through, so obviously these are the freshest, hottest takes, but like you said, unless there's a repair deck that's suddenly out there, this feels like somebody got the wrong end of this stick. I mean, his survivability is on par, is is better than a lot of the weapon battle masters at Seaplay now who typically have a 10 effective health. Like, he has an 11 effective health, so it's a little bit... But is but that better that, or I, worse? <laughs> well, I think they're just costing it in. Like, in my mm. opinion, like, um, the bird... Mm. I always forget his name. Sights. Um, it, it, yeah. I remember it because, like, that feels like such a non-Transformers name, and I don't know why to me, but anyway. Yeah. Like, his survivability is almost as high, like, at 391. Yeah. With Focus 1 built in as, like, before you become the utility. So, like, mm-hmm. that's where, like, I just don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, we know it shuts off I still function. We know it shuts off whatever, but I just don't think it's that impactful. Yeah. I, I don't know. The, on the, the armor side of it, well, it, one thing, I'm a little disappointed he's not an Insecticon. I know he's not officially, but I mean, look at this guy. Like, yeah. I, I kind of wanted him to be an Insecticon just for the hell of it, but that that's an aside. Um, or a Predator for the heck of it. That, that could work, too. I like that. That'll work. Okay. Um, so, here here's my, my every show pitch. The promo sound wave might want him, but not really. <laughs> and there's a, we'll see why later. But uh, the reason I say that is if you do... St- the blaster setup of Soundwave, two cassettes, seven stars. It feels as though promo Soundwave, and when I keep saying that, I'm talking about the blaster versus Soundwave set for anybody out there who's unsure what I mean. It feels as though that deck is intended to be blue-black. So this could go on Soundwave, make him a four defense character with 15 health, give him Pierce 2, and then you have a whole bunch of other effects to give him additional pierce in whatever capacity. But it, now, you, now you don't have to play the black because you actually get it out of cards that you'll actually just have in play. Well, it's only going to give you two, so it, you're going to still need some additional help. But now yeah, you could... Max, things like that? Yeah, exactly. So now you can... It, the cassettes will still need some sort of pierce to, to do other things. You know, if you're a blue deck, that deck has always struggled with actually finishing the game so i don't know if this really changes it but like i said i i feel like i'm obligated every show because i'm dying to find a way to make sound wave work so i gotta try and find and sell something <laughs> mm-hmm. so but other than that yeah i'm sorry needler but uh it's i don't know if it's necessarily your time right now probably not 
yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say no. Uh, so we'll move on from Needler to Raider Night Flight. So this is our last airstrike patrol. Well, actually, we have the other one later, but it was the latest revealed chronologically airstrike patrol. So he is part of the patrol. He's plane. He's ranged. He's 370, four stars, and he has stealth while untapped. In his bot mode, he's 371. You can tap and scrap three green cards. Your opponent chooses one of their characters and does three damage to it. If you scrap three cards that have the same name, you repair three from one of your characters. So it's the Micromaster to tie in with War of Attrition. Is that, do you, do you care at all about this guy, Scott? <laughs> I mean, as a four drop plane compared to, was it, was it Stormcloud, right? I mean, he has, yeah. he's just flat better than Stormcloud in a non. Statistically, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's only, I mean, this guy's going to see play for two reasons. One, you want a four star plane and he's the best option. And if you're mm-hmm. playing two four star planes, it's him and Stormcloud. So, He's going to see play in any deck that would want a four-star plane because he's just better than Stormcloud or right. you'll play them both. So um, for that reason, he's fine. I mean, he's just better stats than that. And I mean, I don't know. I can't see ever using any of these flip abilities like that make you pitch three cards. So Yeah. Um, it, I mean, if, if you go for the patrol route, I think there are other ones as members of this team that you'd rather use. Um, to like go for the ability, but I agree with you st- as a stat line, this guy could show up in other places. Maybe that, that star scream deck that we had tried way back when is a thing now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, and then, and then the patrol deck, he's fine also. I mean, oh, well, we're gonna, yes, we're gonna you're going to run him in the patrol deck. <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen, <laughs> but I think we're, we're going to see later why these guys have low survivability. It's because the, Right, the Lord specifically allows them, helps them on both sides of combat. So absolutely. Um. So I think for his stats alone, given given in that deck, I think he's he's pretty powerful. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to use any of these guys' abilities, even in the deck itself. Yeah, it it's definitely going to. I don't want to paint it as you know that's the focal point of the deck. I think the MicroMaster still, as a whole, it's still a challenge because. I mean, we've talked about on other shows that you give up a lot by tapping that guy. So you have to make sure that you're really getting the value out of it. Yeah, and this is like three cards out of your hands. Yeah, that's, you, you better be getting a lot of value out of it because that, that's yeah. asking a lot. And it's not just collecting the three cards. Even before you talk about like getting three cards with the same name, it's just what's the opportunity cost for you having saved those cards? What could you have done on the other turns, if you just you know played them or played the other card that you pitched to get it back, it's there are a lot of question marks there. Yeah. So, since we're obviously going to be circling back when the Lord comes up, any other thoughts for Night Flight? No. So we'll move on from our latest plane into a different plane, and <laughs> this is another Lord. He is the Battle Patrol one, which is a little interesting because the other ones are tanks, but. Uh, he is a plane and ranged. He's five stars, 281, stealth while untapped. When one of your battle patrols becomes tapped, do one damage to a tapped enemy. And then in bot mode, he's 381 and the usual Lord thing of plus one attack, plus one defense for each dead battle patrol you have. And he's ranged in both modes. So 
I get the feeling you're excited about this one, Scott. Yeah, this is the this is the one I want to build around. This this one and the plane I, one. I cannot I imagine why. What what possible get, reason could you want to build around this? <laughs> you, get to, you get to do damage. Yeah, I know. It <laughs> that was very much rhetorical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially, it's the, it's like an absolute worst. You can, I mean, okay. So at absolute worst, you can look at it like it's basically just give all your battle patrols plus one attack. Like that's that's the that's the worst you can look at it. But it's obviously better than that because um, you don't have to worry about breaching their defenses. That's one, and then two, you get to, you can technically have mul- multiple targets for yeah, you can one split for the it. attack and one for the the damage. Yep. Um, and there's a number of combos that allow you, I mean, first of all, just using them as a micromaster, you'll, you're now have a, a rock toss built into them. Yes. When they, when they use the micromaster. Your treasure hunts now rock toss. Right. Exactly. And, you know, Inferno Breath is a card. Um. That seems like it could be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so there's just a number of combos with this. Um, I think like that, that patrol is one that like makes good use out of the matrix because you know their leader is, yeah is it you know they're 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 a now relevant tribe given the tanks that's in this set and yep the way to use hunker down in a in a blue base deck which i can see this being and then again using it in a blue base deck the one damage has tremendous more value because you wouldn't normally be doing extra damage anyway so like if it just gave them plus one attack you were playing a blue deck for example and your guys were what like two and three attack to start with like some of them are one (laughs) that that i was gonna bring that up after you were done because i have yeah i'm not quite as excited but keep going (laughs) so i mean that's that's part of the issue is is Mm. if you were playing a blue deck and you weren't going to be getting over their defense even with the plus one if this guy just said give your guys plus one attack it wouldn't be as good right um but if you're playing a blue deck now with these guys, even though they need red, I mean, uh, orange to use their abilities, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you, you're getting a lot more than just one because you're actually able to do damage, which you might not have been able to do before. Right. That, that actually kind of segues into my concern for these guys. Cause I agree with you. And I was very excited about this guy when he was first spoiled, until I went back and looked at all of the battle patrols. They all seem to, compared to a lot of the other patrols who, I mean, let's talk about the off-road patrol and the fact that they have fling and that untap six or less. Those are not as exciting as, say, treasure hunting as part of your micromaster ability and then tacking on a rock toss. My concern with this guy more is exactly what you said. You may just never do any damage outside the rock toss because those guys are tiny. <laughs> the one, one of them straight up starts with one attack. That's a lot of effort to try and get there in the combat step. But again, maybe this is a tribe that's it's a blue black build or something. I don't know. Or it's just a laser cutlass build. Well, yes, but laser cutlass, I mean, you get your treasure hunt. You can run, you're guaranteed your treasure hunt. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if there are enough effects to, because that, for lack of a better way to describe it, the aerial bot syndrome, like you were referring to earlier, where 
you're only going to have so much damage output, you need to make sure that it is getting exactly where it needs to. And although it requires a tapped enemy, you know, you, you should be able to engineer reasonable scenarios where you're going to point your damage at the target that needs it. Um, but may, we'll have to wait and see how this guy goes. I know you're excited about it, so I'll wait for you to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it might be garbage. Who knows? We'll figure it out. The guy looks cool, though. I do like the, like, the color scheme is weird. The, this, like, muted gold. It, well, yeah. it's, like, goldish yellow um, and then, like, a muted green. It's like puke green, but it it works together. I don't know. Like, I I hate to describe it that way because it makes it sound terrible. But like, it actually like I like the color scheme and I like the way this guy looks. But I don't know. I like that it's a bomber and you're like dropping bombs. <laughs> Fair. I got it. I see it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, I like this guy. So, but again, I'm gonna wait to see how you manage to make him work. So. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah. Uh, so actually, believe it or not, Scott, we're on our last reveal, unless I missed some, because it was a quiet week and it felt weird that, you know, given the last few weeks of how much overabundance that, of spoilers that we were swimming in. But uh, we are now on the Airstrike Patrol Lord, and that is Tailwind, a Raider Tailwind. So usual story, Airstrike Patrol, plane, ranged, ranged in, also in bot mode. Five stars, 381, stealth while untapped. When one of your airstrike patrol battles and you flip at least a green pip, it gets plus two attack and plus one defense until the end of the battle. And then in bot mode, he's a 381 and has plus one attack, plus one defense for each dead airstrike patrol. So you had some points that you were saving when we were talking about night flight earlier. So what do you, what do you got to say for this guy, Scott? So he's three eight one in both modes. Correct. I think he might have the best stats of any battlemaster. I mean, any micromaster. Probably. Um, I. Yes, we'll we'll say yes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be close. This, definitely this patrol for sure. Well, yes, because we're talking about Visper and Stormcloud, <laughs> and I mean, then even, the new but, guy. But, but but Visper being the same star cost as three seven zero. So like mm-hmm. this is. One more hit point added defense, so like that's huge. Um, I know it doesn't seem like it, but like on this on these star levels, that that's pretty like right. this is pretty normal character stats for a for a five drop, right? Pretty uh, aerial bot. Um, yeah, th- this is creeping up on that. But I mean, flipping a green on any of your character during combat and getting you know two attack and one defense, obviously. Plus two, plus two would have been way too powerful, but well, yeah. Like, <laughs> but um, this is—it turns any of your greens, and I'm gonna assume that, like, I don't know, like, I guess, like, if you're playing an orange deck, you're gonna have some orange greens, and if you're playing it in a in a control deck, you're gonna or a defensive deck, you're gonna have blue greens. Like, you're basically getting, you're turning your orange greens into like, double pips triple pips right like almost like you're getting plus two yeah i guess it depends on which end of the the uh the combat you're on so in yeah in the orange shells those are now at least the first green is now a double orange pip plus any other hypothetical oranges it has yeah this is exactly the same 
argument about how many whites to play, like in a normal deck, like non-metroplex type deck. Like yeah, yeah. In in a deck where like you know the second white doesn't help you, the second green here isn't going to help you. Um, but I mean, it turns your greens essentially into triple pips. Drink green oranges. It turns your your green blues into double pips. Um, so I mean, this is pretty powerful. Um, yeah, like out of a out of a blue shell, suddenly your guy should be hitting for like five, and that's not insignificant coming from a four or five drop. Um, especially again, right? The the point is, any character, as usual, as we said many times over and over, no matter which style of deck you're playing, control, aggro, aggro control, every character still gets the benefit of playing an action and upgrade on them. Yep. To try to do damage. So, like, if, again, if you're in a situation where, like, now these guys are going to be more difficult to play things like Energon on them because they're probably, if they take damage or Yeah, we're going to go out on him say he's not going to stay very long. <laughs> but, but, I mean, like, you know, things like, and you obviously in a situation like, you know, playing a Scoundrel Blaster might not be the most exciting thing in the world, but, like, that's a plus two. Let's just take, let's go from the blue deck perspective. Like, you put a Scoundrel Blaster on them, you put a Leap into Battle on them, or you put a bigger they are, like any one of those various effects on them, you get plus four to plus five to start with. They start as a three, they're a seven. Now you flip over combat. Even if you're a blue deck and get one green, you're a nine. I mean, nine out of a four or five drop, like, yeah. Like, like that's very good. And then yeah. you, on the flip side to an orange, you know, if you're giving them a plus three or better from an action and like a plus three from a weapon. And then you flip an orange and like an orange green, suddenly you're like a 12 or a 13. Yeah. Out of like a four or five drop. I mean, these are just like, if this had given you plus one plus, I think it would have been like, oh, I'm going to play this, but plus two plus one. I mean, like, this is like, I don't know. This is, I, I th- this is obviously balanced out by the fact that like your the micromaster abilities on all these guys are unplayable. Yes, we were talking about that offline, and I mean, I'm of the opinion that there are fringe scenarios where at least one of the the members could be useful, but I'm not going to say that it's going to be a significant percentage of games. You're you're kind of asking a lot for them to go off, let alone in the like the the double up scenario or. Triple up, I guess, would be more appropriate where you're you're pitching three because this is the the green pip one. Remember everybody out there in TV land. So I don't think those are going to trigger very often. It's really going to be a matter of, I think, what you were getting at, Scott, or you mentioned earlier where you're a non-metroplex, how many white pips you play, okay? How many green pips here can you stuff in without having to reach for something where it's like, do I need the third enforcement batons or something like that. Um, not saying that that's what it would be, but are you, are you reaching really far to keep the count high enough to trigger this guy enough? Because I don't know. I mean, don't, oh God. Well, I mean, don't, don't forget arrow recon as a card, acute reflexes. Yes. Absolutely. Abilities, abilities like this are really good with this. Yes. Aerial recon is essentially. Absolutely. So. Yeah. It's, there are definitely ways to make it happen. It's just going to be, so, like, the aerial recon is going to be, you took your upgrade up for the turn instead of playing a weapon. Is that, I mean, clearly it's going to help you trigger it, but is that better than playing 
erratic lightning. I mean, not, I mean that, the other. what was that? If it's one or the other, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, that wasn't, you know, the... I guess that's not the deciding factor, but it's something to consider. Of, I, I think you're playing those cards anyway, but that is where you're starting to reach or fill up the deck with, well, I could just be doing this alternative thing instead. Uh, but in general, I really like this guy, and I like this team and as a whole, so I'm excited to actually give them a whirl. Yeah, I still think generally the, the plain tribal cards are not as powerful tribes but like because i just don't know whether or not this can i don't think you're don't bombing know. running with these guys i don't think you're yeah that's the problem um, but i think but, but i mean we we played bombing run in the well i mean that deck had a little more survivability but in that you're saying the star scream deck yeah but i mean he's a he's a little bit chunkier than than these guys <laughs> well he himself is but i mean like i don't know who your other account would be in it if it's a I mean, the only seven drop plane, I think, is the new uh, one. What's her name? Nova Storm. Right? Yeah, the, from one of the early reveals. I, you could, and even there, depending on which, whether you're blue orange, that she could be very, very fragile. Um, I don't know. I mean, they are still ranged, so you get the usual suite that we always talk about for these guys if you decide to go that route uh, to help supplement. So that, like you were describing, they're a reasonable threat in combat just by virtue of the Lord ability and just functioning normally on top of, okay, now I get the con control aspect burn. Um, I think there's a lot of potential to these guys, and I definitely want to try them out. It's in, it's good that they he's a common, so I'm not going to have to tear my hair out trying to track these guys down. I think they all are. Yeah, all Micromasters are. Yeah, they and the I'm looking at scrolling through the other lords real quick just to see if, you know, the lord themselves was going to be a separate thing. Yeah, the micromasters are all common and the the battle masters are all, or weaponizers are all uncommon. Yes. Um well anything else for Raider Tailwind, Scott? No, I think he's the best one of these tied probably right now with the truck one, whichever they are, offer a patrol. Yeah. And that's only because that team has some extra cards to help them out because they're trucks. Um, well, I'm I'm curious. So it's entirely possible that, that the plus seven card for trucks among and of course what? Base seven. Base seven. It's not yeah, a plus seven. You're right. Uh, <laughs> don't want to misrepresent it. The uh <laughs> four wheel drive. Um yes. In addition to, you know, the other assorted truck cards, which I don't know if I doubt they care about, but that one at least, is that, I'm very curious whether that's a one-off and, you know, that's the truck card for this set. It just so happens that there's this other tribe that can make use of it in this set or, you know, extra help for that tribe. I don't know if we're going to get something, I mean, planes, as you said, they typically don't get as powerful tribal cards maybe there will think, be something i think they've gotten a card in every set i think every has every tribe gotten a card in every, yeah i think so that sounds right but if you ask me to name them right now i could definitely not do that but to your point that we've gotten composite armor in the set we've gotten four-wheel drive in this set i don't think we've seen a plane card uh, card i don't even know and what was that 
Have we seen a cars card? I don't even know. Uh, don't think so. But we still have, you know, they could easily add the one off there if there's plenty of room remaining in the set to do it. Did we get a cars card last set? I don't remember. And now you're putting me on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like two, we did. I I feel like it's we've got really good some. ones in set one. I know that. Well, yes, and that it, because a lot of these get overshadowed by some of the other versions or other other cards. It's tough to keep track of. Oh yeah, we did get that. You know, like battering ram happened last set, but yeah. It's, I mean, I, mean it's, I remember the truck one. I remember the, I remember the plane ones have been in every set, even though they haven't all been good. Mm. The and I and I know there's been truck ones in every set, and I think and there's been I think there's been I don't know if there's a tank card in wave two. In wave so, two, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but we're gonna have definitely look that up later. Uh, it, yeah, I I'd like to believe we're gonna they're gonna get some extra help just because I I do really want to play these guys. I'm looking forward to to trying them out. I think it's a a different concept, even though it does. Um, shout out to one of the the patrons. I want to say it was Nate. Nate. Yeah, it was Nate. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm glad you remember because I I was like 99 percent sure because his comparison to looking at these guys as combiners, I thought was very apt. Um, it I it was definitely part of where I was starting to like I was starting to come around on them as a whole, like the entire Lord and X patrol concept and that kind of gave me an additional perspective on it so shout out to him on that I think I think in magic at one point there were words that basically helped the entire like the rest of the team but then at themselves were also helped by by the tribe also it wasn't just like give all your guys plus one plus one I think they were also like and you got plus one, plus one for every other one out there. And those were always ones that would see mm. play over just the generic, like, give my guys plus one, plus one. Like, right. this is this is even more powerful because you actually get the, the buff when they're KO'd. So now yes. all of a sudden, like, you don't even need them to be in play. Right. And they can't really get it. Like, their lord is never going to get attacked. Like until you want him to be, yeah, and that goes for all these teams. Is that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very you. Well, I wanted to call it out because on turn one, turn zero, like we always call it, you dictate exactly where they can attack. Like they have to attack your other guy because they all have this stealth wall untapped. And yes, yeah, somebody, I guess, hypoth- I don't even know off the top of my head of all the because there are cards you could play that can strip stealth, but obviously they're not doing that on turn zero. I don't think there are any characters right now that you'd be able to do that. Because, like, Deadlock can do it that we reviewed last week. Um, But that would require two flips, etc. Stuff like that. Point is is that you get to dictate a lot of the flow of the game with these guys. Mm -hmm. And obviously not just the Airstrike Patrol, the patrols in general. And that's really unique to me. It's the it's brave without having brave. I mean, obviously it's stealth, the other half of the ability, but it it's kind of grant because you all have stealth. You're granting your other guy brave to some extent. Yeah. You now have a guy you actually want to stay alive. So like you want your other guys to just be blocking. for Yeah. And just play fodder. 
and now you get four other guys that will block for him mm. because the, the 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 fifth character attacked most often because of the stealth to all the other guys like is probably like if you're going second he's going to be attacked presumably twice unless he's like a centerpiece of the deck or something like that right um yeah it opens up a lot of unique things because of the way you get to influence the game in that fashion Uh, um like i said we've seen that with brave characters before this is you know doing it via stealth but it's a scenario that i think we had talked about way back when we like all the way back when we first saw stealth if something like this would would manifest and here we are it's starting to show up yeah and i think this is just i think i think what people need to be aware of and i think we're going to do probably at the end of the set review probably like more on this topic mm-hmm. but i think i think the i think the people need to keep in mind is that yes these characters don't necessarily have their own unique abilities most combiner teams do like you know the the game when you're playing a combiner team i i've played like one really competitively. I played two of the combiner. The way your turns play out a lot of times are based on the character's abilities, um, and that's not going to happen in this situation because they don't really have abilities that you. And if if they if you are going to use them for that, it's not actually gonna. It's not like a flip to flip to bot mode ability. It's 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 a tap your guy and flip to bot mode ability. So it's taking up a lot of effort, like you said. Um, and even though they're good effects, they're not necessarily like game breaking, changing effects. Like you know, something like a razor claw, or like right. even like an air raid, or like or even like a silver bolt, or you know, some of the like you know. Hey, hey, like, we like, we get a fling. Come on, like come on. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I did a dead end. Yeah, like you know, like, like these like really game changing, in my opinion, like combiner based abilities. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think people are just underselling what it means to just have a team this wide that they all gain something. Um, it's just, you know, clearly they're not all gaining the same power level of that something. Um, and then having so many stars left over to actually be able to do, like, many different things and go in many different directions. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to have a quote-unquote combiner team that allows you to have that flexible fifth member uh compared to obviously being locked into the team with that generally the idea to be combining clearly there are somewhere that was never in the cards but and there's seven left over so your perfect cyborg card could be the helmet guy that stops repair look spear and magic helmet will be a deck (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you i want that to be i really wanted there to be a weapon a battle master that turned into a spear so you could have that uh optimus and vanguard and then this hypothetical guy and the deck is going to be spear and magic helmet what was that from you never saw the bugs bunny opera oh i remember you remember that i couldn't remember remember. yeah yeah, it's it's all about those deep cuts yeah (laughs) back in the day that's a good one yeah yeah um i told i told jackie about that my my wife anybody out there listen she she just she looked at me and then laughed and then kind of glared at me and then started laughing again one of those where it's like yeah that's funny but i you're you're terrible because you came up he with like, that he would like sing he would like sing it i remember that now. yeah exactly wow that's that's a, that, wow that's a really good reference it's a classic <laughs> <laughs> anyway <a> good one. <laughs> um so yeah 
that actually, believe it or not, folks, we got through it way quicker than previous times. Uh, we are, I don't want to say we're winding down on spoiler season because we still have a while to go, but we, we have gotten a significant chunk done. So uh, aside from this... Oh God! What's the count? What's the count at? Do you have any idea? Oh God! You you did it to me again. So when we, I actually have it on my notepad over here. So the as of last time, we had forty eight out of sixty four battle cards and thirty eight of fifty two character cards revealed. Okay. Um, I didn't count up how many we had this time. So, <laughs> however many, whatever that was, plus these. Um, and then I think those numbers also were before the uh, the last second extra four cards oh, yeah, that yeah, we got yeah, in the yeah, middle. Yeah. So we're we're past the halfway point, obviously. Um, oh, we're almost done. We're almost done battle cards. So we actually need, I think, have more characters. And the only ones I yes. know of, excuse me, off the top of my head, are we don't have the Rescue Patrol board, and we don't have the if if another secret rare exists, we don't have another secret rare. Yet. Yes, I could see there being another one but yeah we don't know if that's actually going to be the case um there's likely going to be another one because keep it even uh yeah but also it has to do with like how many you get in a case and i can't imagine they would throw it off that much i I can't imagine them saying we only you you can get it all out of one case (laughs) yes yes i i (laughs) I think that argument might have some weight. <laughs> so. um, I mean, that that's just the reality of things outside the game. So uh, I think that'll do it. Anything else you wanted to throw in, Scott? Uh, as always, we did bring it up last time, but uh, the charity events, I know Cameron is still doing everything for Extra Life. We've been retweeting it and you know posting it and supporting him where we can. Uh, were there any other details, Scott, that you want to throw out there for anything else going on with that or anything else for that matter? Yeah, at the time you're listening to this, unless you're listening live, so this will usually get posted on a Monday, so it'll get posted. I don't, my dates are all messed up, but I, I think the Monday the 14th? Out, yeah, so like the, the next Saturday coming up mm. is our charity event atop that game. So what we decided to do was, um, Cameron, one of our friends, one of our patrons, um, big supporter of ours. So we decided to help support him even more than we were by giving him things to raffle off. Um, we decided that for each player that shows up to the top deck, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say case event because it's now like a uh, store credit event, which you know can get you a case, same price. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I'll just affectionately call the case events. We're going to donate five dollars. And as a an area, like we're not going to say it just comes. It comes from like the South Jersey, Philadelphia Transformers TCG community. Um, Five dollars per player will be donated to um, his extra life or child's play. I think they're the same thing. I I always get them confused, but I think they're the same thing. Um, Charity event to help him get to his goal, which I think he might have honestly got to, but like. Who cares? Like we're just gonna give more. Hey, if you're uh, donating extra to uh, children's charity, I think yeah. it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. You can go over. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we'll donate five dollars per player, and then um, I'm just thinking of other things we could raffle off at the event, or um, you know, sell at the event, or like prepare people. Like I think it's mostly gonna be raffles um, gotcha. that we can do on site. I just haven't thought of 
the details. You got like a box of Siege 2 and things like that that people will be entitled to later. Like mm-hmm. more interesting things like individual cards that extras we might have uh, laying around that we can give out as prizes. But it's it's all money just going to charity. Yep. Um, and then you know trying to get out uh, more players to the quote end of the Siege 1 meta event. So. Yep. Yeah, because we are wrapping up that particular meta as coinciding with the end of spoiler season. Who'd have thunk yep. it? Um, well, I guess if there's nothing else, Scott, I think we can put a cap on this one. So everybody out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk. Dan here from VectorSigma.info. We wanted to take this moment to thank all of our patrons for believing in the service we're providing. If you're not yet a member of a Patreon, feel free to click on the link for other podcasts like this one or Verse videos or any of the other great content that we provide on our YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.